back once again with That Guy's a Maniac, the podcast. Today, you are going to be hearing us talk about shit. Um, us being myself, Richie, and as ever, I always have my beautiful assistant, Farley. Say hello, Farley. Hello. Okay. Fancy one one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, tell us a little bit more about that guy's a maniac and where people can interact with us that guy's a maniac is the second best video game blog on the internet uh it's um me Kenzie, and richie writing about the same three video games we've been playing since 1989 uh you can find the heart the core of the uh, sewn together corpse at www.thatguys.co.uk uh, and you can occasionally find our postings, musings, and artworks uh, at That Guy's a Maniac uh, over at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, etc. I don't know why we hype all of these accounts every time, and given that some of them have virtually <laughs> no content on them, that's where it is. I don't know, we're quite active on the, on the Twitters. Avoiding that whole uh, you talking like an old man about these things. Yeah, I mean, uh. <laughs> that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. And there's something else we also talk about. Oh, of course, it's the sponsor. But <laughs> I'm so glad I did this unscripted. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I was surprised that it's ever been scripted, but there we go. <laughs> it, well, it's a pseudo script. It's, it's sort of like uh, bullet points of things that I should hit. And Every day is a school day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, words saying things. That guy's a maniac. Couldn't be brought to you uh, without the help of our wonderful sponsors, Farley. Who's our sponsor this week? Thanks. Uh, thanks to the resource resources. Development Administration, the leading universal multinational in energy exploitation, particularly uh, the exploitation of unobtainium. Thanks, Resources Development Administration. Yeah, cheers, guys. We couldn't do this without you. No. No. Um, and never mind about all the planets you're fucking over. Well, you know... Everybody's got to get a little bit of a dark side and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Wow. Hyped <laughs> <laughs> up energy. Fucking there we go. Right, right, right. Let's, let's do it properly this time. And that is... Just tell us what we're talking about today. So this week, Richie, we are talking about, uh, as you may have got from the sponsor this week, avatars. We're talking about Avatars, character creators, customizers, the many ways in which we represent our virtual selves. Uh, you may remember in the, I want to say the late noughties, remember the noughties? Um, there was a lot of sort of semi-academic literature came out about um, uh, avatars and how we identify um, ourselves with our virtual selves. And it was all, uh, it was all a bit wanky. However, for the longest period of time, um, since we've been able to kind of put ourselves into uh, video games and customize how we how we uh, how we look um, or what we're called, uh, 
people have been doing that and what I guess we'll be doing today is just reviewing some of those things yeah yeah um, I mean we've got our own little crazy digital selves in so many different forms that exist in so many platforms um, yeah yeah and I think it's been recently it's been something of a uh, kind of a gold mine right so all the all the DLC and, and the hack craze, of course the horse armor craze, um, yeah. is all about how you know people really invest in their little digital dolls, as we like to call them. Um, and the more I think you allow people to do that, the more <laughs> they uh, get really attached to their characters um, and are willing to spend silly money um, when it comes to. It. Yeah, you get the wheels with the with the diamond hubcaps and things like that. Yeah, and it, it's I I think it's interesting because by and large it's it's, it's obviously cosmetic and you could argue pointless, um, but as I'm sure we'll cover, uh, some people get really attached to what you can and what you can't do. Um, I really like the idea of having your own character, and of course it's a, a a trope of you know spending hours and hours and hours in a character creation creator. Uh, and then kind of not really being interested in the game that you created the character <laughs> <Yeah>. for. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure many of us have spent hours, um, you know... Well, the, uh, the number one example of that was what, in the mid-noughties. Again, we used the term noughties. Um, you had, uh, what was it, EVE Online, and you literally, you could spend forever making your character, but you would never, ever, ever <laughs> see it in-game. <laughs> It took a little while before they actually implemented the ability to go into space stations and stuff like that. But until then, you just had this amazing character creator for nothing. No reason. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like, just kind of like a weird flex from, from those guys. Just like, look how great our character creator is. What is it for? Um, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> the more the more bars and sliders that you can have. And, you know, some of them aren't... I mean, it's almost become a rope now, but you know, some of them just don't really do anything. Or, or of the 20 options that you get for whatever it is, eyebrow width or cheek bone structure, um, 10 are trash and nobody ever, ever uses them. <laughs> and then there's like the three good ones. Well, and you then you just sit there with a slider, kind of like uh, you just grab the cheekbones and then just make them go up and down, up and down, sort of like <laughs> flapping sort of yeah. wings on their face or something like that, you know. Like you used yeah. to be able to do with Mario 64, you could like stretch his face at the start, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I'm all, I'm all up for, and I, I'll talk about a particular game that let you do it, where um, there are kind of no holds barred, right? If you want to walk around with a with a completely ridiculous, multicolored, you know, makes no sense um, character, I'm all for that rather than them. Uh, I, I can understand why there are limits on some of these things because it ruin cutscenes. Um, but then, you know, if you want to ruin the cutscenes, you can ruin the cutscenes um, rather than, you know, oh, here's, here's essentially uh, 26 versions of default man. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and here's the, the three skin picks. So let's, uh, let's talk memories. What's your earliest memory of um, not necessarily just creating a character, but. Uh, inserting or personalizing something about your your um, avatar or character as opposed from as opposed to just picking uh you know picking your fighter in street fighter that's um, that's really a tough one I, i'm actually struggling to think of my <laughs> earliest memory of that I, like i 
you could do sort of like, hmm, like actually creating your own character from scratch. It doesn't necessarily have to be a walking, talking character. I'll give I'll give my example while you um, have a little think. So I remember being absolutely blown away. I might have mentioned it before on the podcast when you put in your um, uh, your video game name. I, I, what do you call those? Not really tags. Um, gamer name sounds horrible. Uh, wow. Okay. The character name? Or no, was... you know, just just your like, like your gamer tag. Give us some context around this 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 mystical word that you're trying to <laughs> coin. Well, you know the name that you call yourself. So, so you know, so some people are, are their um their, their name of their like character. Like Tunzi One One, like for yeah. instance, yeah, yeah, yeah. In okay. every game they play is John Smith because their name is John Smith. Yeah, I would call it a tag then. Yeah, um, and other people change it from game to game, and other people, um, like me, have tend to have the same one that writes across. So I remember my earliest memory was um, you could name your character, uh, and this was in V Rally Two, and it would appear on the um, the number plate on the back. Oh, the, that's quite cool. That's quite cool. And yeah. at the time, yeah, kind of blown away because you know you'd be playing it um, four player split screen, and it was just really cool that a part of your stuff, whatever you wanted, um, would appear on the back of the character. About on the back of the car, and even though it was just a car, you're driving around, and you know there's limited uh, choice between what vehicles you can have. That that really made it, and I, in fact, that's where my um, where my and uh, on and off TJM contributor Chuff seventy two got our I guess our name our gamer names um, from. So Kanzi one one origin story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were around his house playing V Rally, uh, and we could put in our character names, and we were all excited about the fact that it appeared on the car. Uh, so I was trying to put in a very naughty word, and he was worried that his mum would come in <laughs> and see these, this naughty word on the back of a little V Rally car. I mean, you know, not that she really, you know, it was, it was a So you go as far as C. You yeah, so, so the C went in, then the U, <laughs> then the N, and then you can see where he kind of then leapt across the room and wrestled the control off me. That it went Brilliant. up to Z, back down one to Y, up two to one, uh, uh, and then another one, and then yeah, that's it. That's where Kenzie one one kind of uh, kind of came from. Brilliant! Wow. I mean, that that, that makes this show special in itself. Uh, just getting that origin story there. Yeah, so that's the origin story, and then it's just kind of, you know, and it's just kind of stuck. And occasionally, um, oh, if I'm late to a game, it's already taken. And I'm a bit like, oh, oh well, never mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm. To be honest, I'm struggling about my earliest memories of actually sort of customizing elements and things like that. I'm, I'm thinking Final Fantasy VII. Where you oh, yeah. just uh, get the um, the you know you have the generic blue panels, um, yes. and you had the oh, ability yeah. to go into the menu, and you just ended up making it pinks, <laughs> yellows, and greens, and this yeah. disgusting psychedelic block that took up two thirds of your screen, and you were looking at for a great deal amount of the time because all of the text in the story was <laughs> sent through this disgusting pink yellow green um text box that you'd created um and i, I think definitely everybody remember everybody did that yeah. yeah i remember having um 
uh, luminous yellow in the bottom right corner and then day glow blue in the top left corner um, and it would singe your eyes just a little bit yeah um, I mean some people and we're not a judging podcast some people are completely against that Are you? where do you stand generally on um, renaming characters for example Final Fantasy well yeah I mean like for a long time it was always Richie like regardless of my um, regardless of knowing that it was Link or if yeah. it was Cloud I was mean, it just like, every my... just every character every character was called Richie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every character. Yeah. Aeris was Richie. Um, yeah. Tifa was Richie. Yeah. And uh, then Amanda was uh Richie. <laughs> no no no. No, I, I I I think in Final Fantasy Seven that was like one of the first times that I kinda was even thinking about editing that and I did. I went through and gave people different names. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but like, I, oh god, yeah, like it was definitely it was Cloud, and I changed that to Richie. Yeah, and I think um, Barrett definitely had another name, and of course, I, it definitely wasn't the first time around. But every time I play as Red Thirteen, you have to change his name to Naniki for that one specific time and point in the game. So yeah. I was like, Naniki? Your name is Naniki? And you're like... Yeah. yeah. Like, who's, who's, who's Nanaki? Nanaki is Nanaki? Nanaki. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That one one tiny time that it happens and you giggle. And is it worth it having them called Nanaki the entire time? Naniki, Nanaki? Well, yeah. Yeah. There is. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's also what you could rename there. Um, the GFs in Final Fantasy VIII. And, of and, course, the dog as well yeah yeah so if you rename uh i think you rename shiva or shiva underpants and then there's a scene i'm always so tempted to buy final fantasy VIII remake just so i could take a screenshot of this <laughs> when you go to fight ifrit i think and if you have shiva um or something you have he's, he's surprised that you have it because oh my god you have blah 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 so if you call shiva underpants uh there's a screen cap you can get of Ifrit saying, they have underpants? Um, in a very concerned way. <laughs> Brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. Hilarity. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, whereas some people would, you know, refuse, dead against it. Um, and I mean, I mean, ultimately, this is what uh, this podcast is all about. It's like, you know, <laughs> user generation, user creation, the creativity that we can do by renaming characters underpants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I eventually turned it off for sword and shield, Pokemon Sword and Shield because uh, I think if you did the maths, then you've run out of names for Pokemon, right? By the time you're catching your what feels like 50 second side up. <laughs> <laughs> I've used all my go-to names and then I've got like various sequels uh, some that we just use the same name again it's like number one number two number three 2.0 um, so yeah well, yeah you, you had the general Goldbart and then there was sergeant Goldbart and then there was Major yeah and then Goldbart, lieutenant right? yeah and uh, and how, how many you, um, you kind of fill them in uh, okay so yeah Final Fantasy screen is um, a good shout what is your favorite character creator ever 
my favourite character creator ever. Yeah. Oofed. Um, I suppose shout out to the Boob Slider in Dead or Alive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I think my favourite character creator ever. I mean, my head is automatically going straight to. Um, what's it called? Skyrim. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just because it is so fully detailed. That being said, it does very, very quickly wear on you the intense amount of uh, sliders. You briefly touched on this, but yeah, like being able to choose the the thickness of the brow and you're just kind of like, oh god, <laughs> what the fuck is this one? You know? Um, and yeah, yeah, you, you just like you go through the sliders and you think, all right, okay, and then you scroll down and you realise that you're only about a tenth of the way through <laughs> the selection yeah. of sliders yeah, yeah, the cheekbones alone, you know? <laughs> yeah, there's another tab beyond that. Okay, I was, all right, okay. Um, I've still got face shape and hip, waist, and whatever to do. But, yeah, I mean, I, I used to use this term... Um, for, for other things um, but there was always this uh, creativity within constraints as well and mm-hmm. I think what was if I remember correctly I really really enjoyed the um, what's it called uh, the rock band character creator oh, yeah. because um, you had the ability to unlock all of these typical you know rock uh, or band um, sort of flare and peacockiness so you'd get like big pimp hats or you'd get you know heavy metal shoulder pads and things like that but uh, each one of them you could like customize the colors and elements into it um so you could like you could make yourself all pink or all variants of pink but you would get like four or five elements within that like the shoulder pad that you could change the colors of and change them around and play with do you understand what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it was more fun that you were given that shape, and then you could change it into something new and change it about, and um, or theme it against something. Um, and I remember I used to it was when uh, Rock Band Two was out, I themed everything after the <laughs> World of Warcraft Tier Two Judgment Armor. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> Sad bastard. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, so, no yeah. judgments. No judgments. <laughs> no judgments. Oh, right. That's the funniest joke of the fucking show. Right, we're done. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. No, it's like um, yeah, yeah. Because it's it's quite iconic. It's red, black, yellow, uh, and white. So you can play about with that, and um, you sort of make it along those lines. Give the the hood and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think I had a lot of fun with the Rock Band one, and you could do, you, I mean, you could do a lot of similar stuff <laughs> with, um, and I just, this is quite current, um, it's um, the Soul Calibur um, oh, yeah. Yeah, outfits, because they no longer actually have, like, individual separate characters, they just have this individual body, and they are defined by the sort of faces and the elements that, are, that they're dressed in so like Ivy's body is the same body as Cassandra maybe she's got a bigger chest no both of them have big chests actually 
but maybe you know one of them's wearing a blonde um, hairstyle and the other one's wearing the grey hairstyle uh, and they have Ivy's moveset but it's ultimately this just the same figure that you're putting around so you get every time a character unlocks or every time a character is released in the season pack yeah. um, you also get all of the armor customizable elements for that character as well so you can also play around with so much in that like taking what I was talking about with changing the colors in Rock Band you can change the textures you can change the you know pearlescence you know you can like make certain bits invisible on the armor as well and so you can like and again this could just be like one shoulder piece you know Ivy's famous shoulder bit um, you can just play with that for ages messing about turning it into something completely different um, and then putting it on another character who has I don't know Voldo's moveset you know yeah <laughs> yeah um so I'm gonna say yeah I think I have more fun despite Skyrim having a really really good character editor I think I have more fun with the Soul Calibur one okay yeah I don't know um, what your question was <laughs> so what was your what was your favorite uh uh your best kind of um, character creator the um, one that I uh that I was gonna pick um I think uh, I think I've written about this on the blog before www.thatguys.co.uk um because it's quite old is the character creator from uh WWF I think it was before it was WWE Smackdown 2 know your role oh um, my god is that <laughs> the one that we played yes yeah um, okay so you just end up making uh, a luchador gimp and coming into the intro of i'm an ass man well the worst the best <laughs> the best thing about that character customization i mean it isn't just the tools that you get but also um uh the options you can go for and, and the fact that kind of wrestling um, lends itself to that but then smackdown 2 um i haven't really played later wrestling games but it, it still has and i think these things are related the best career mode um uh and so a bunch of us put together a, a stable of, of characters and, and not only can you uh character and not only can you customize various elements of the characters so and you could, this is one where you could go absolutely ridiculous so uh, amongst um, the stable that we created uh somebody had like a cow pie head so you know the cow pies from desperate dan yeah <laughs> it's like the big pie which has two horns sticking out of it somebody had um, a head that was basically that shape so you, you know you you kind of make the hey arnold head uh, and then <laughs> stuck a tail and some horns on it and somebody else made um what was essentially uh like a a character uh, uh, which, uh um, a caricature of woody allen um except all the limbs were really really thin and the feet and the one hand was gigantic and the head was huge um, <laughs> my character I made this zombie um, so uh, yeah it was just a, like a default man with black pants but, but blue and kind of sad looking um, so not only could you characterize uh, you could customize your character I don't know why I keep saying characterize your customer you could characterize your customer <laughs> um, but then the career mode was was uh, because it was wrestling you could then um, you know pick and choose their movesets their entrance music but also their entrance animation so uh, not only did you have options for, you know, the, the 
the big wrestlers at the time but you could also have silly ones where they fell off the stage or come running in with a mop or uh, I think there's one where you drive down uh, in a motorbike um, uh, but the, the career mode was such that um, you could all you know I think up to eight people could, to, could launch into a career uh, and then you'd see the program matches every night and you kind of have to work your way up so you'd start doing the initial matches um, and they were kind of uh, you know against, against shitty wrestlers um, but uh, years before that Lord of the Rings games nemesis system, you'd then end up getting into beefs with people. So, so as much as you wanted to advance your career, <laughs> you'd get into a beef with like Al Snow, right? Who, was, who at the time was was early evening, uh, early in the roster um, wrestler. And then you just could not shake Al Snow. He'd interrupt your matches, he'd interrupt <laughs> your promos, <laughs> kind of come running in, and you'd really be like, oh fuck, it's Al fucking Snow. Like you know, uh, he's interrupting whatever my my uh, three-way ladder match with the Undertaker, and I've lost. Um, but because you had this development, and you had these little cut scenes, uh, and you get these beef with with kind of real wrestlers, and you could form stables. Uh, it just meant that those characters, when I mean, we played for a long time, unfortunately, I think the memory card that that was on is long gone. So because we can't just put it on and, and and you know just pick up where we left off years and years and years ago. Um, but the characters went through <laughs> different stories. So I remember. Uh, I think my zombie character called Zombie One One, imaginatively. Uh, I, th- <laughs> I, think, I think his his gender was female. So uh, when I advanced the career mode, he started getting um, matches for the women's championship. I think, and then um, because of some Al Snow like incident, <laughs> lost a title match. Uh, and then I changed, I can't remember why now, I changed his outfit, so then he was he was wearing Ash Ketchum's clothes. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> from, from Pokemon. Uh, and then that, yeah, that kind of changed his whole, um, his whole persona. Um, yeah, and so uh, I, that one still sticks in the mind as, as, as my favourite character yeah. created, just, just because you could go so, so wacky with it. And I think the thing about these, the more the more that you can kind of um, set things how you want them, uh, the more you kind of invest um, in that character. Uh, and I don't quite believe, well, you know, I don't quite, it's not it's not as um, deep as you insert part of your persona into it, I don't think. I mean, maybe it is for some people. Um, so in that kind of literature that I was talking about in the, in the noughties, uh, there's a lot of talking to um, uh, trans people, for example, about how, uh, video game avatars was one yeah, way. No, that's like really, of, um, really, yeah, no, I, I, I've seen similar articles, especially about the wrestling ones, where it's just like it's just full on acceptance, and that's where people can feel uh, more comfortable uh, escaping into um, video games, especially if you're, uh, you know, um, part of that community. Yeah, yeah, um, and so some, so some people think. It can be really important. I never, I never really saw that quite like that. But it was, it was that draw of, uh, you know, essentially having a self-insertion character into your favorite, yeah. uh, into your favorite um, kind of universe. Um, when you create your own characters, what do you go for? Do you go for? Can I just pause very quickly? I know you're going to yeah. ask me a question there, but yeah. um, speaking of the the self-insertion and skipping over the double entendre there um i i was actually just 
you reminded me of the Dragon Age series as well. Oh, yeah. Because I spent ages on that character, um, and um, yeah, like the really, really cool interactions you can have, and because it's the it's a Bioware game, but like based on like what race you choose or what um, you know what gender you are and or what um, class you end up choosing can actually affect the storyline and it's really really cool because obviously they've had hundreds and hundreds of hours of voice work put on that yeah. as well yeah, to yeah. react to you and how you look or how you behave or indeed some of the actions you've taken um, as well uh, sort of like throwing you into that immersive um, uh, sort of role playing scenario yeah. and the re- really really cool thing about um what was it dragon age 2 was it actually read your dragon age 1 memory card or memory file yeah um so like you could go in with your character and your character from the first game would turn up you know with all of the options and how you looked with the same name and would talk to you based on the actions that you had performed in your final playthrough of the game yeah as well that 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 was immersion to the the nth degree (laughs) you know that was so so cool just to like that that, that's my character from the first game you know kicking about doing things you know yeah like wow Uh, admittedly i was a dick because i i made my second character in the exact image of my first character Gave her the same name as well. <laughs> Richie is Richie. <laughs> oh, Richie, you're here. Hi, Richie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean that that is cool, and and uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, diff- it's difficult to say how much this stuff happens. But I, um, reflecting on our uh, future games talk, I, I wish more of that stuff kind of happened. Um, you know, it seems it seems just kind of trivial, but it is one of those things that that. Uh, I don't know. For me, it just makes parts of your brain fire off. You know, as you were describing it, as I was, oh, that'd be really cool to see your old characters, particularly if you're not expecting it, um, um, turn up, and then you know, kind of gives permanence to your old character, but also the idea that you know the world was carrying on um, whilst you're away from the screen. Your character is actually mentioned a lot, so you're almost willing it to happen, but you're thinking, (laughs) they're not going to like. They can't do yeah. that. They can't make it yeah. happen with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's um, still. Maybe we should have mentioned this in the in the future in the future of games. Um, uh, we were playing Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey um, last night, and at the beginning of that game, you can choose between the male character and the female character. And um, I still had a little moment of like, well, you know, that's quite. Uh, I, I can't remember what it is. Um, chatting to some character, and they were saying, you know, no man has ever done this. Uh, and, and we're playing as Cassandra, um, the woman, and you know she was she was well, you know, well, no man can, but this woman can. And I still had the little moment of like, oh, that's really clever. Um, even though it's not that clever, and I think we should be way, way beyond, you know, tiny little tree decisions like that. Um, um, but yeah, we're, we're for whatever reason, um, we're not quite there in games that do allow your your character customization. Back to what I was going to say, and you sort of touched on it. When you're creating your uh, character, do you go for looks as much like you as possible, or do you go for 
whatever you feel like, whatever the whatever the sliders, wherever the sliders lead the you. Options, like... the complete opposite. <laughs> I used to like I I had uh, a very um, copyable look for a long time. I had my little goatee and I had my glasses and I had the spiky <laughs> hair. It was very, very easy to make me in video games. I made me in a lot of games. I made myself rock band. I made myself in Soul Calibur. Um, nowadays, I don't do it so much because now I've, I'm a big beardy, fat old bald man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't inspire heroism. Um, you know, it's like, unless the game is Danny DeVito the game. Um <laughs> Uh, it, it's it's a little bit uh, different, uh, but no, like um, in the situation where you're playing a sci-fi game or a fancy game, I will normally gravitate to some weird alien race. So yeah, um, I tend to find that I gravitate to if there is an alien race or if there's like in Skyrim lizard people or cat people. I will spend a long time creating a. I don't know, I suppose, weird character that is for that universe. You know, perhaps a defining one. Like, I, I had a character in Oblivion and in uh, Skyrim who was Argonian, which is the lizard race. Yeah. He was rather imaginatively called Lizard Boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, like his, his, his parents as a... Uh, I guess hatches from the egg, uh, you know, and, and the, the doctor passes the divers. You know, it's it, it's <laughs> here's your son, and and his mother looks up to the father with that kind of you know, uh, this has changed our lives forever. Looking there, yeah, 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 yeah. Her eyes are welling up. There's a yeah. smile. There's almost a radiance in the room around this yeah. wonderful, touching family moment. Yeah. I shall call him Lizard Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he had a backstory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Certainly not one that I uh, spent some time on. <laughs> yeah. So I probably spent, you know, maybe four or five hours on the sliders alone. And then when it came to name entry, <laughs> 10 to 15 seconds. <laughs> Lov lovingly crafted your OC in this world. <laughs> completely shelved him by calling him Lizard Boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, I, I will gravitate to that. I also... Um, I mean, both of us, I think we mentioned this before on the, on the podcast as well, tend to gravitate to making female characters as well. Just yeah. because you can, and because they tend to have better clothing <laughs> options, not pervy clothing options, but just in general. Um, yeah, yeah, for me it's just a more, um, uh, just a more interesting option, I think. Yeah. Um, to, yeah, to go with something um, completely different if you can. Uh, yeah, and, and like you say... It, it's not a hundred percent of it, but um, by and large, uh, you get options that aren't, you know. Oh, here's your, here's your, what color of trousers do you want, and what color of shirt do you want? <laughs> Which and that's it, uh, and whether you wear glasses or not uh, for 
male characters. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't tend to try and make myself. By uh, and large, I don't try and make myself in games. Um, I think I did with Mies, but I think that was slightly different. Um, yeah, like I think, I mean, the difference between the Mies and uh, or the Xbox avatars and stuff like that is they are supposed to kind of be a digital representation of you. I, I, I don't know. I there seemed to be a sort of um, culture when they came out. Now, I mean, obviously this was what like fifteen years ago when they came out. Yeah. Like, I remember everybody was like, "Look how." good i've made this me and it, yeah. it was of themselves you know and when the xbox avatars came out as well i was like everybody on my list looks i think aside from <laughs> your brother um uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you in fact i think you you are a black woman yes yeah with, um, <laughs> with blonde hair she she still pops up on you know i've got something that's still linked to whatever <laughs> xbox live accounts and she's, yeah she's <laughs> She's there doing a little dance and waves at, waves at me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think most people, aside from you, um, tend to have um, a very uh, solidly. Um, I have spent a long time creating this caricature, caricature of this person. And the options for, like, me's or the Xbox avatars are very limited. So it's quite impressive how how close people got to them. Yeah, it, it yeah. was. Uh, um, I think it's a real. I love um, Mies, and I think Mies were a big part of the um, success of the Wii, certainly, um, because you know uh, that that just genius move of um, a number of games where you know we will just sprinkle all the Mies you've got registered on your system in the crowd um, as NPCs. Uh, and it, again, for me, it just tickled that that part of my brain where you'd be, you know, either herring around a, a Mario Kart track and uh, the statue in the middle of one of the <laughs> one of the uh, courses was, you know, your your grandma and your cousin <laughs> or whatever, um, or or uh, you know, Mr. Burns that you downloaded <laughs> yeah, yeah, from, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, from the, the and then. Um, yeah, despite the li- the really limited tools that you that you got, um, the, a couple of uh, uh, you know, because Nintendo really went in hard with um, the the, the Me Contest Channel, the Everybody Votes Channel, and, and the Me Channel itself, um, where they'd have these rotating um, contests and and you know, the things that people would be able to create. Um, some I mean, some characters are just are just much easier to create in different things, but you know, doing doing amazing things with shifting noses and eyebrows around to make a, a, a Mona Lisa portrait head or uh, a bee resting on a flower or <laughs> all of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah stuff like so that. Again, yeah. That, that kind of creativity within constraints that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, to, to really kind of go for it. Um, and then, so I, I really, I really, yeah, I really, I really like the, the uh, addition of Mies. Um, sadly, they've all but fallen by the wayside. I think they're hanging in there here and there. Um, and the culmination, I think, which I would have loved to see more of, um, was, was games like Tomodachi Life and Metopia, which you and I are both fans of. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that, but um, I think where the Miis succeeded was in that, like, wow, look what you can do, you can create it, that's fantastic. 
every other execution of it, I think, was disappointing. Those games were great. Don't get me right. Don't get me wrong. But um, don't get me right. <laughs> but like things bother me about the the me implementation, and it was specifically things like sharing your me. Just it it was almost impossible. I remember the bullshit you had to do where you could store a wee of yourself or a wee a me a of wee. yourself. A wee me. <laughs> a wee me. You could store a me of yourself on a wee moat. Yeah. And then you yeah. could go to your mate's house and you could then upload your me to that um we and you could use it to do the you know the tennis or the bowling and be like ah oh, this is so cool it's so so cool then you would go back to your own house and you would find out that you couldn't use your me because it's still stored on another we that is active and you're just like oh my god what is this shit <laughs> that implementation was really bad to the point where you have or you've seen two different versions of my me which is the one that you've created of me which is a horrible little goblin um and then my one which is a bit more utopian um but yeah it's just like that uh, implementation just it, it was fine for 15 years ago it's now 15 years later and it's still quite hard to have and share me's um, and in the correct um, medium, they have become a little bit throwaway because, like you say, you probably still have a me kicking about on your DS or your um, Wii U, um, which is you know, flower bee face man, you know, yeah. and it's just like it becomes a little bit throwaway culture. I I I like what they did, but I think it really failed. Uh, at certain points in its execution um, as a medium um, where it's something that you know should just be there all the time it should be uh, more like the Xbox one except the Xbox didn't use your avatar in any fucking game I think some of the horrible connect ones yeah which didn't help the cause for <laughs> no. um, whatever universal Universal uh, um, avatars, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I think um, I mean, I mean not even we're not even talking about PlayStation Home because that was that was uh, no. No, no, no a disaster. But yeah, I really I really liked uh, and, and I, like I said they're still hanging in there. You still got them in Smash. Yeah, yeah, no, in America Eight. You still use them as your your have them in your pose them on your profile and and um, I think probably. Me and you, either though I'm sure neither of us will buy it. Happy that Metopia's coming back. Is Metopia coming back? Yes, they're releasing it on the Switch. Ah, um, okay. It was it was in the Nintendo the recent Nintendo Direct, and um, let me tell you, uh, Twitter was not happy. I mean, yeah, okay, right. I, I believe it. It's just like, <laughs> why does that game need to come back? Yeah. Uh, certainly not on the Switch. <laughs> I know, uh, and also imagine how it's priced <laughs> more oh than it God. was okay yeah. <laughs> um uh but you know yeah all those um um i think we're probably going to do a separate podcast about them all those uh uh games with we in the title that's we music was cool to have a little band of your, your 
mates and your grandma playing music uh, with Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort. Um, yeah, really rated that implementation, and I think it was a kind of a part, um, a part of the Wii success, and, and that you know broadening the audience, and everyone was involved um, because uh, from the moment you create your me. You know, it's a bit like, and I guess this is where it comes, this is where it comes down to um, uh, people who made their own, and then you know people who gamers who'd perhaps been playing games for a longer time, um, being like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna create <laughs> because grandma's gonna see it. I'm not gonna create my OC avatar who I use in everything. Um, I'll just make something that looks a little bit like me, so everyone can recognise it when it pops up in different games. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, rather than your, but yeah, like Ooh, I really liked um, Tomodachi Life and the implementation of that, and uh, giving the Mies a voice as well. Uh, yes. even though it was terrible, fucking you know Microsoft <laughs> Sam, but it, it was definitely it was fun to have that and that implementation, and yeah, like the thing about Metopia, not Metopia, Tomodachi Life was like that you needed so many characters. You yeah. needed more and more and more and more. So it's like outside of my circle of my friends and my grandmother and all that sort of stuff, uh, you then start thinking, right, who else are we going to get? Right. So you get the phone out, you have a little look for <laughs> the QR code, and you end up with like ridiculous people like, oh God, who did I have? Um, was <laughs> the main character in Twin Peaks. <laughs> Agent, what's his face? Yeah, yeah, him. I had him as a character in Tomodachi uh, <laughs> Life, and I had uh, Larry David as well. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. and you you just create, you know, like you just wanted a new person to move in, so you'd end up with that, and then you'd they'd end up having, you know, um, a baby with your mum. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know because it's quite obscure pull and it only came it only came out in one system and someone's actually like is it how would you describe well, it, it had sort the of, mobile like, version as well did it yeah it was awful do you remember i don't remember Tom actually like mobile no oh the what that thing was called the app yeah it was yeah. awful never mind yeah yeah um short-lived uh so yeah with Tom actually life imagine Sims light really was light in, in and very little customization. You kind of bought bought whole furniture sets to decorate a block of flats with. Um but the the glory or or, or the genius of the game was then that, that you essentially dropped uh, your Mies in there and then sort of got to watch their daily life on this island. Um and they'd have you know funny interactions and go on a holiday with each other and eventually they got on well enough they'd end up having a child and then that child you could either raise in your game or send off to another island yeah. um and they'd send back souvenirs and so yeah it was for those moments you just but described. it was sort of random some of the interactions as well i remember <laughs> had you and your wife as a couple and me and my girlfriend as a couple and there'd be things like my girlfriend would be watching me and you having a conversation <laughs> and laughing and getting jealous, you know, yeah, <laughs> that sort of stuff was just hilarious. Through, man. through the window of the cafe um, yeah. at the back, or or you know, uh, the the daily news reports were hilarious. Yeah, basically, they had yeah. rotating clip art and, and a set number of stories, but it, 
you know, be like a, I don't know, a giant Ammonite invaded whatever you named your town, Tomodachi life, um, and, and, a, and a little screen. Um, so yeah, it was, it was great, but ultimately made by the fact that you had your um, your own customizable characters and yeah. you know there are other people's personalities <laughs> under them. Yeah, yeah, um, and there are some friends who you know we no longer talk to, but we were friends with in the heyday of uh, of going around each other's houses and, and playing a bit of Wii Sports. Um, that, that kind of live on in my life way more than they actually they physically do right? because yeah yeah as you as you were saying <laughs> desperate for characters to port into tomodachi life and meetopia so you know my uh <laughs> my wife's work <laughs> colleague's husband uh, <laughs> is now still a part of my virtual life and i, I probably haven't spoken to him in, in whatever it is 15 years um but yeah he has his own little quirky character uh, that brings on to a minor point that I had written down. Um, tangentially, a part of um, character customization, NHL 2001 on the PlayStation 2. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you could name your, um, uh, or you can name all the players in your team, right? And they'd have that, yeah, and choose their numbers. They'd have that name on the back of their shirt, and the number on the back of their shirt. But the commentators would say their names properly, um, which was amazing. <laughs> Um, and again, one of those features that uh, I mean, I, I'm not really kept up. What was it like Microsoft Sam stuff, or was it like? Um, no, uh, it would. It did was, it have it was, a select roster of names? I, I don't understand. Yeah, so it had a. It, so if you went for anything too wacky, it probably wouldn't read it. But for, so for example, I mean, as we all did, one of the players in our team was Michael Jackson, and so, so whenever he got the puck, it'd be Michael passes to Barry. <clears throat> <laughs> um, and it really made it, uh, you know, when they got sent off, uh, it would mention them by name, and, and when they got MVP, um, that's, again, one of those little touches that, that really helps. helps that is cool, that. I like that, I like that a lot. Yeah, um, 2001, where's that feature? You know, just expand that, expand that feature, so when you call your character... Like, could you imagine the voice lizard work? boy <laughs> lizard boy hey, hey. <laughs> lizard boy yeah. has been relegated <laughs> to the bench <laughs> yeah. welcome welcome to our town of troubles lizard boy <laughs> <laughs> um yeah one of those one of those uh, i thought it would come as standard um but it turns out it was a uh, uh, a past future um, feature that, I'm, that uh, we no longer have. Um, I have another question. Okay. What's what? what's the hardest you've ever? What, what's the longest length or the hardest you've ever worked for uh, a character customization bit? Oof. Like to unlock something for a character or something? Yeah, so either be it a, a voice pack, a piece of clothing, a, a crown, a medal. It, it, I, I don't I don't want to see. It's too much of a cop-out. <laughs> it's probably WoW-related, right? Yeah, exactly. That's it. You know, like, I am, like, we're playing WoW Classic at the moment. I've collected all of tier... One tier two, um, tier two point five, which is a big achievement, and then I am like halfway through tier three at the moment. So like, 
collecting all of these is very much a thing. I'm also collecting some of the more iconic um, bits and pieces. I actually did a, a gear check for myself as well recently because there's apparently an online tool um, which has been collecting all the people's data. And on my server, I'm like uh, 11th or 12th for like gear score purely because <laughs> I have so much fucking gear like i just collect all of the obscure bits and pieces and quite happy to you know um spend gp on like big fuck off weapons that nobody else wants and things like that so are you um are you uh uh i want one of everything even if it's the shittiest equipment you'll never use you know or like i like the meme equipment the you know like uh like uh, Yes, I think even if it's shitty equipment, then yes. But um, there is a finite storage in, in World <laughs> as well. Oof, so, oof. yes, you could try and collect one of everything. Um, or uh, the worst part is you get to a point where you're like, I don't use this piece of equipment anymore. Or yeah. I, uh, so I'm just going to get rid of the looks that go with it as well. You know? Yeah. Um, I probably don't need to hang on to Iron Bangle anymore. Yes, that sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, there's no achievement attached to, you know, keeping Iron Bangle um, around. <laughs> um, but yeah, now like there is, you know, there's certain weapons in the game which are special because like they're two-handers and they're stupidly fast, and so they were used for a niche um, time during like one of the first phases of it. Um, and so it's like, oh, I'm going to keep that one, you know, because I got it enchanted with fiery blaze and stuff like that, you know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. you're going to keep those things and I'm keeping my tier sets and things like that and um, I suppose that's the ones that I have probably worked the most for. But uh, then I guess, <clears throat> I guess they are functional as well. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Eh, well, non- it, it depends on your definition of functional um but i suppose on the theme of perhaps more role play-iness um in dragon age there was a specific chain and a chain that you could do with um your mage character now the mage character was normally as it is with every other fucking fantasy game it's a guy that wears a dress, you know. It's yeah. you know, it's, it's your Gandalfs. Um, yeah. It's your black mage. It's your orco. Yeah, the glass cannony kind of character, you know, yeah. squishy. Uh, but there was this um, special um, quest line that you could do, which was called the Arcane Warrior, uh, which ultimately meant your magic stat became the equivalent of a strength stat uh-huh. so you were still able to cast all your spells and stuff like that um, and you could do other cool spells um, which allowed you to enchant your weapons to do extra damage magic damage so you basically turned your mage glass cannon into this big tanky thing that could now wear plate armor and would do sort of melee damage going up to it um, and I think getting to that point 
and then making every other mage in my party an arcane warrior as well. I think I I always think of that as uh, one of my favourite achievements in a game. Is actually just straight up going down that path, getting everybody to be these you know like putting to shame all of the plate wearing uh, tanks that I've had previously. I don't need you. I'm gonna have a tank. You know, a, a team of four badass mages <laughs> that are like you know semi-transparent wearing all of the best plate gear <laughs> in the game. <laughs> I just in my mind. It's just you and your you and your guys like rolling down the street, kind of like kind of like um, you know the warriors. Uh, yeah. <laughs> go out, go out to play, and then and then they kind of lift up the visor on their uh, on their plate armor, and it's just some nerdy little mage inside. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean that's that's pretty good. I mean just on thinking about that, have you ever played? I mean I've not, but I've been told. It, really good for this kind of thing uh dragon's dogma uh no i haven't uh again a game i have um which i got in this capcom sale uh yeah. but yeah no i've not touched on that at all i've i've heard good things about because you know you, you you can customize your pawns which is such about your helpers um but they have they play quite a big role in the story um uh and i'm told that you know kind of towards the end you're, you're kind of bawling your eyes out because you're your character created pawn is is whatever you know saving the day uh, um, at the end so it's not it's not which which we you know we kind of grew up with is any shit that you character that you fucking hell i might get it right at one point in the podcast <laughs> <laughs> any any part you know, you know that any uh character that you've customized customized that you characterize yeah yeah <laughs> um, every uh it used to be that when a cut scene happened um, you know, you, you either wouldn't see that shit, or your main character would um, revert back to uh, the default outfit. Oh, I and mean, I th- the ultimate example of that is again back Final Fantasy VII. Play through the game. There's an option to unlock Vincent and Yuffie. Guess who's not in the final cutscenes? <laughs> they're just you're led to believe they're just hanging around slightly off camera. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And I remember, and to a certain extent, I am still, you know, still uh, a little bit blown away um, when you're playing a game. Like, oh, you know, oh, Leon's got Leon's got the outfit that I've, that I've given him, uh, even though I think technologically we probably surpassed that point <laughs> a long, long time ago. Um, Dead Rising was the other one that was that you could completely ruin um, because there would be these, you know, very um, grave and serious cutscenes, and you'd be dressed in boy shorts with a blanca mask on. <laughs> it was the it was the main guys delivering, you know, this super serious, um, the super serious uh, monologue. Um, I can't think of how the furthest I've probably gone for a customization element, but the one that. The one that jumps to mind is uh, the leaf crown from Pokemon, which I did. Oh um, God, yes! Three times, um, uh, and then it just didn't transfer. So, so as soon as you move them out of that game, it's just it's just gone forever. Um, yeah. For those of you who don't know, I can't remember which one I'm on now. Uh, um, um, no idea. Uh, uh, bear with me whilst I look up. So, for those of you who don't know, the leaf 
crown, shiny leaf, heart gold, and soul silver, uh, was this little thing that you get, which would appear on your uh, Pokemon's um, profile page. But in order to get it, um, there were a bunch of locations, and depending on the nature of your Pokemon, I think it would you could possibly find it in one of seven locations. Um, but every time you flew or saved, it would rejig which five out of the seven possible locations based on your nature it would be. And what you'd have to do is throw on a repel so you didn't get into wild battles, and then meticulously kind of walk up and down every single square of the long grass, talking to your partner Pokemon, uh, until occasionally they'd find a shiny leaf. Oh my god, yes. Oh <laughs> and then, god. And then once you did all five i think you could go and see a character somewhere and then your character would have this uh this leaf crown symbol on their profile um and so i did that for i think i did that for three the three pokemon back when you know uh i'm sure there's some advanced tech for doing it now or some shortcut for doing it now but it was it was you know just painful um process and then uh like if you saved or turned it off or flew somewhere um the whole thing would reset and you'd have to start um, a new hunt for a sh uh, shiny leaf. So I think that's probably the most amount of time I've spent on on a completely inconsequential, does absolutely nothing um, uh, customizable for a, for a character. And then like I say, it just vanished. If one of these things didn't carry over. Mm. That's, that's so sad. Okay. But yeah, like, yeah. It is what it is. Be what it be. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, I don't know anything else you want to say about char character customization. Gotta write that time. Nah, I don't think so. I think yeah, we covered most of it. I really find myself wanting to play Dragon Age again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna have a look at some of that life actually and see how everyone's getting on. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. Um, Farley, that guy's a maniac. Why did he bite me?